0: hello hello and hi and welcome back to Shorty's mental health chat um i think in the beginning you know it's a brand new episode and today we are going to talk about grief um if you know what grief is um grief is actually a response to loss um when it comes to like a death of a near person or thing like i say thing because like Uh, A lot of people's first experience with grief is actually like a pet dog or cat or something like this. And when it dies, they feel that sadness, often when they're very young. And it's like, they can't really understand that emotion. And that goes into adulthood and where they can't understand the emotion either then when they're older. And it's like very confusing. So hopefully today's episode can almost explain that and explain uh, how you felt if you've experienced grief in the past or if you're going through it right now then uh, hopefully this can explain a few things in your head and uh, you feel a bit more comfortable with it and uh, hopefully some help and you feel better. So, uh, yeah, let's get straight into it. And um, just want to say, while I'm editing, <laughs> a bit of disclaimer, I will be talking about um, death and the loss of loved ones and stuff like that. So if that is a bit triggering for you, then maybe not listen to it if you are in a bit of a low mood today and come back another day and, you know, um, give it a listen because obviously it's... Uh, I think, uh something I've experienced myself as well, Like, uh, quite deeply, um, if I could call it that, so I know how hard it is to even like think about it, let alone talk about it or listen about it, but um, I'm hoping you can feel better, and it's actually this episode is going to be more about um, making you feel better and things you can do to make yourself feel better and uh, kind of get through it, so I uh, hope you guys um, have a good listen and I hope you have a good day, and um, yeah, let's go. And um, yeah, okay, so obviously, uh starting with a bit of a um, definition of what grief actually is and that's just because a lot of people um, they have experienced these emotions when a loved one dies or a friend or where whoever, and um, they don't understand what word to use to like explain it, and that's what grief actually is that's the actual official word um, the word that i didn't i didn't really use it in my dictionary for a lot of my life really because it just didn't really say cropped up i don't think it really crops up to many people unless you experience it and uh, go through it but um, grief has like many aspects um so a few of them will be well all of them actually um emotional physical cognitive behavioral social cultural and philosophical so and these are different like dimensions and different sides to a bigger like picture if that makes sense so um it does affect everyone differently and um that's why i was wanted to have this disclaimer because i know it does affect everyone differently and obviously it depends on the situation like how close you are to the person um who they were to you um all these type of things and like that almost affects your process of grief and um but also like these different dimensions do come out in different People and different reactions. So, someone might be more emotional, or other people might be more like have them affected more socially or culturally um, or even physically. um yeah, so each person um, it affects them differently, basically. So, first thing first, like, well, not first thing first really, but I just want to be like my experience with it so I can almost give you guys something to work off where I'm coming from because obviously my experience of grief is obviously different to yours so yeah okay and um yeah so my first experience of grief was when I was 17 um and my granddad died and I never really experienced death in my life if I'm being honest like it wasn't something I really thought about you know and uh his his death was very unexpected he didn't have an illness or anything like that he just passed away overnight and um it was a big uh, part of my life, really. Um, a, bit, a bit of a part I didn't really understand until like when I've been older. But um, yeah, it was a, definitely a big part of my life. And um, so, that almost like pillar is taken away. It is a bit of a support system, like well, a part of your support system is being removed. I think that's why a lot of people do struggle with death. And like, as human beings, we do struggle with it because it's not just the person and the interaction, but it's their support system. Um, the memories all these type of things and it's where um we go we'll go into that a bit later on but like things like memories and what, how you saw a person how they saw you and that's their your relationship with them is like all part of how the grief process really goes really it is definitely about like also a big process a process which might take a month um three months a year two years and for some people it's a lifetime you know um especially if someone's close like a lot of people um say like when they lose a, like a, a partner like a love uh, um their other half uh, if that's like marriage or girlfriend boyfriend whatever um they then don't marry again because they feel that grief holds, and not, holds them back but it's like their love for them you know grief is really grief is love you know and like the love for them, the person who did pass away uh, or died, whatever even want to call it, um, doesn't go away, you know. The love's still there forever, and that's why grief can last a long time because and even when the grief isn't there, it's, you still love them, but it's in a different way, you know. It's more of a a reflective reflective love, you know, not a, not a uh, what's the word, present love, if that makes sense, like in the present. Uh, it's more in the past, um, which goes into different stages of grief because they actually are psychological studies um one being the kuba kubal roll kubal ross cycle well, i hope i didn't butcher that name but i think it's kubal ross and uh, he uh had uh one two three four five so he had a five stage theory um how people get through grief um i can't give i'm not going to give like time zones for this I'm gonna i don't give why feel like i had um and what i like really went through and uh like each stage does that makes sense um like how much time i spent on each stage uh and then we'll go on to my other experience with grief which is a bit of a different one because uh, instead of a family member it was a friend you know which is also, as i said each experience with grief in like the same person it's been screwed twice or three times four times whatever how many of the times they're each time's different you know it depends on the relationship as i mentioned in the beginning but the first stage uh, on this kubal ross cycle is denial um denial stage includes complete avoidance of the subject um not believing it exists like the person isn't dead i just haven't seen them for a while uh these are like common thoughts uh, that go through people's head who are experiencing like, this first stage of grief and this is basically a protection strategy by your brain to like, not suffer because it is like you are basically suffering um, and that goes into the next one which is actually anger um, is where complete irritation of everything in life this could be anger towards the person who died uh, how they died um, what, like, what happened there in that situation like have anger towards the last like last time you saw them. Um a lot of anger and this is just basically your brain saying, Ah, oh, I wish it was different, you know, and you your brain wants something different. It's like wanting the candy but you can't get it because you haven't got the money to buy it. You know what I mean? So it's that almost the anger of like wanting something to be different but you can't go back in time and S where it goes into the next one, which is actually a bargain in the sage. Um this is where you are like almost struggling for meaning. Like that's where a lot of things like come up where like why did they die? Um, why am I feeling this way? Why this? Why that? So a lot of questions, like it's a bit of a question period. Um uh stage four is a depression period. So after you said why you almost feel helpless because you can't find the answers and that's because there isn't any. Like if someone like passed away they might have been ill or Unexpected, or they're a car crash, you know, anything like this. Like, it's life, you know. Death is a part of life, and when you have that, you go into the last stage, which is actually acceptance, and that's when you accept that death is part of life, and you almost like move on with your life, with your life, fully knowing at the end of your life there will be death, and that's just a fact of life, basically. Um, Time wise, I'd say the denial one. Um, for me, it was quite short because I hadn't experienced death before, so I almost went into it straight away. Like, ah, oh, they're dead, um, <laughs> which should be really laughing, but that's how it was for me. Obviously, everyone's different. Um, the anger stage was actually quite a bit of a longer one um, because it was an unexpected death, and someone was close. was very close to me. Um, I did feel a lot of angles, like, oh, why did this happen? Especially when it was, like, it died on my birthday as well. So there was a bit of anger towards that as well, like, oh, why me? Uh, why this now? Uh, like, these type of things. Um, the bargain stage, uh, uh, this is, like, almost, these two almost linked together for me. Uh, These two stages, like, basically the same for me. Whereas, like, anger and asking why at the same time. Uh, so that was, yeah, like, a few months, I'd say. Um, definitely a few months at least. Um, The depression stage, that was a bit of a long one as well for me, uh, where I was actually diagnosed with depression, like, um, by a doctor and by a therapist, Um, that's where I actually got therapy for the first time in my life, uh, for this, Um, and that was, like, a a six-month to 12-month period, where I didn't feel down, didn't want to do things, all this type of stuff, that, was that helplessness, Um, and that's where you, like, you do feel like you're in the dark, and there's no way out if that makes sense and then it for me anyway it was overnight where one day I woke up and I accepted it you know and I moved on and I um obviously it wasn't actually like that but it felt like that anyway for me anyway I just woke up one day and I was like, oh it is what it is <laughs> and that's how the best way to explain it for with death and grief is it is what it is um as I said it's part of life and um you honestly learn to get on with it uh, as I mentioned, um, my second experience of death well, uh, with grief should say was when a friend passed. Um, very sad circumstance. Well, obviously, don't really want to go into too much on the, the podcast, but he is always on my thoughts, but he sadly passed away, and I completely went past the denial uh, the denial stage probably lasted about five minutes. And I got a phone call from another friend saying it was actually he was actually dead. I at first I thought it was a bit of a joke, um, that they were like drinking or something like this and like having a party and they're telling me, Oh, he, someone's dead. But then I got another phone call and someone was like close to me and I was like, Oh, wow, okay, this is real. Uh, straight so straight away was anger, trying to find out what happened. Um obviously circumstances were quite sad. Um, so there was a lot of questioning like straight away and like I almost went through this fee the first three steps of so denial, anger, bargaining within like 24 hours um and the depression hit um after those 24 hours i would say last maybe three to four months where it was like deep and it was like a lot of questioning myself uh if i could have done anything that's a big thing when it comes to grief as you would be asking it's pretty it's very normal um i think that everyone really everyone anyone who's actually experienced grief properly uh fully they'll ask themselves like could they have done anything to stop it um especially in certain certain circumstances uh english (laughs) um yeah i mean i know i'm from england but my english is not the best but okay it doesn't matter (laughs) um yeah and then obviously that acceptance was about six to seven months afterwards um and as well it's almost just like it is what it is we carry on these type of things and um but yeah as i've said i've experienced two different deaths and two different uh things of grief uh or causes of grief but the stages are the same uh but the timescales are different and this is as i said from the beginning person to person if you don't relate to what i'm saying like it's perfectly fine everyone's different and i'm gonna story so if you can relate to any of this then uh, it's this normal you know your, what you experience is very normal um and else you are your experience is perfectly normal, like you are probably missing that person and I can definitely relate to you on that anyway um, because we don't want people to die, obviously. But we have to learn to accept it, you know. So, next part. So, this part is the do's, the what to do um, if you are in a, any stage of grief, any of the ones I mentioned before. Um, Share away, talk um big thing when it comes to grief uh talking february is the best way to get through it that could be to a friend to the air to yourself um to a counselor i uh, will recommend cruise counseling if you are from the uk i don't know if they are international i'm not sure if they are but cruise as in c-r-u-s-e my school put me through to these people straight away um because so i think they realized how things affected me especially my schoolwork and um yeah so c-r-u-s-e and they are a bereavement counseling service um mine was for free i'm not sure if it is paid but this thing that maybe the school paid for me i'm not too sure on that but um yeah they're great people and they can really help you and the next point obviously that's the talking side of it but also like something you can do for yourself actually on your own is do things that make you happy you know and especially do things that you used to do with that person or pet or whoever or whatever um could be playing a game or a big thing for me was like monopoly like me and my granny used to play monopoly together like thousands and thousands of times so that was a big part of me like having a game of monopoly made me like almost bring back their memories and like almost like instead of making it like a sad memory like turn it into a happy memory again because you're having fun and you're doing things um with monopoly uh well, in my case, anyway, but uh, could be like watching a movie, your favorite movie of them, or going for a walk where they used to go, or um, just going to their favorite cafe or restaurant. You know, all these type of things. Like at first, it's very emotional, it's very sad. I can understand that, but after like the first time or a few first few times, you can actually start to normalise it in your brain and almost like you know, to turn it into a bit of a happy memory and it always will be happening for you and your experience with them and that's just what's being human you know we make connections with other people and we don't want to lose them you know that's basic grief is you're losing that connection but you always actually will have that connection with them because we have memories you know very po- big part of the brain is uh story memories so we we'll always have them um do do get sleep uh, that's a big one uh obviously go back to my other episode on sleep and insomnia because obviously if you don't sleep you're gonna feel worse and you're not really gonna process things properly because when we're sleeping that's when we process thoughts and feelings so sleep's important i've done an episode on that as i said um guides online and the basis why i remember this by um guides online basically there's so much stuff online about grief and um talk like chats with people who are experiencing the same thing as you or like counselors who are actually are paid to help you with grief um all these type of things um this is online really like there's a lot of access um in the modern day obviously um before the internet this wasn't available but now we have all these access all these important information which can help you understand what you're going through um mindfulness that's another one and it also goes into like journaling um, my counsellor told me to write letters uh, to my grandmother. for my case obviously my grandad died, but um, whoever you've lost, you can write a letter to them and then burn it. Um, I don't know why it's so satisfying, but it kind of is, because you can just watch it burn into ashes, but it almost feels like you can, it's a way to talk to them, even though they're not here technically, but you can still like talk to their spirit. Um, I'm not too sure why I believe on that subject, like, afterlife religion all these other things um i'm a very open person like thoughtfully like honestly like thinking wise like i have no idea what happens in the afterlife what happens while we die so and obviously no one does but like i don't really have any thoughts on what happens that makes i hope that makes sense but i'm not like someone goes oh it's heaven or hell or ghosts or anything like this because we just don't know you know It, it could be anything and we kind of like that's the end of life you almost find out if I'm kind of something to look forward to, you know, like we have to obviously look forward in this life, but there could be something on the other side, you never know. But um, yeah, like journaling and you almost like, you are speaking to the person you've lost and you can say some things, which especially helps in these stages of like anger because you can almost like put it on the paper and re- release that energy, you know. it's anger and um life a stress, but it's all about energy, you know. You don't want to hold the energy in, you want to release energy. And like writing or journaling can actually be a really good way to do that. But yeah, that was just like um, a few things to think about if you are experiencing grief. Uh, a big don't is substance abuse, um, gambling, all these type things to relieve grief. Like you might get that small term satisfaction, which I'm going to admit I did use because it made it easier not to think about it, it was just having fun. Um, but long term, it doesn't really help you and your mental health in general. And um yeah, like that is the episode on grief. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, well, not enjoyed, I don't enjoy is the right words but like I hope you be able more like understand it and maybe you can relate to some experience I mentioned. Uh, maybe the stages helped you because you know, I understand which you can almost like work out which stage you're currently in. So, like, you know, which part of the process you're in obviously it's raw and it's just happened like maybe last month or a few months ago you are probably in that still in that denial stage so i'm not sure if you got this far into it but if you did um good like this is just part of just like the process to get into the next stage and almost get back onto track onto normal life and i promise you you can do it like we've been through it twice you can get back onto like the right track and um you always will miss them. It's okay to miss them. It's perfectly normal to miss them. If they were a big part of your life, then obviously you are gonna miss them. But um yeah, so hope this might have helped. And if it helps one person, I am like happy. If that makes sense. Um And yeah, have a good day, guys. Um Please share uh, on your sto- on your social media and stuff, or to your friends. That'd be really cool for me, cause so I can spread. To more people and like speak to more people get more ideas and um yeah so that was episode 17 and i'm not too sure what the next episode is going to be but um yeah goodbye